seen an injury really in all of professional sports when it, a single individual was so looked forward to. Uh, but you look at the Jets going forward. They say they're going with Zach Wilson. And I'm not saying Zach Wilson didn't play me- even mediocre last night. He did. But what do you think you would look to the outside? And who would you look to? I, I don't know if you do. I, I think the hope is that Wilson's been mentored by uh, Rodgers oh, yeah, for, for a two summer. Months. Yeah, yeah, for two months. But if you watched Hard Knocks, you saw it. You can't not get better by being in the same room as that guy. That's fair. Uh, they did spend a first-round pick on him. They did. I think it says a lot to go out. I mean, he had a – you know, I, I was reminded over today, like, he ended the year last year horribly, threw for 77 yards in his last game. Then they asked him if he thought that was tough on the defense, and he said no, like, <laughs> not a great look. Uh, but I don't know who you go and get. I mean, I've seen – I saw stuff about Rivers. I mean, Tom Brady's the only one that makes Brady's, sense. He's not coming back. I don't think Brady is. He's not coming back. They talked about Rivers. They talked about – Would you call Phillip Rivers? No. He's been out for two years. He looked awful when he was in. He throws sidearm, though. He was awful. He's not the answer. I um, promise you that. RG3 said this morning on Get Up, they're not calling him. I'm like, yeah, RG3, you're terrible. Yeah. You haven't played in two years. Of course they're not. The guys can't let it go. Uh, I'm not calling Kaepernick. No. Like, a lot of these guys, they they don't retire, but, like, once you're out of the league for a couple of years, you're out oh, it's, of the league. It's so, I mean, you can't tell me that the Doesn't be matter better who you than are. Zach, who's, been in, who's at least an athlete. Well, now, we, we started talking this morning about all the quarterbacks that were terrible that made the Super Bowls. You got Rex Grossman. He yeah, made a terrible. run. Trent Dilfer. Yeah, Dilfer's terrible. I mean, it, that, that defense. But even a guy. And like, Brees Hall, that team. They got they, they got some stuff. I don't know. I don't, I don't think Wilson throws the ball well enough. And did you see on the sideline last night what uh, Sala on that third down? Yeah, he said, "Do you trust?" Him? Yeah, like, he put the camera right on his big bald forehead and he said, "Do you, do you trust him?" On and the you third know down? what he was talking about. Yeah, and they ran the ball. So there was your answer. Well, and two, like I've seen the well, Joe Flacco's been it been with the like Joe Flacco is garbage. At this point, he was in his garbage career. when he was with the Jets last time. All right, here, here's the one, a couple names. Maybe you talk it, now. Listen, if you're going to trade for a guy, he's got to be your starter. I would think. Yeah. At least the idea. Who's that he's behind be. Zach? Uh, I think T, TB12, Tim Boyle. Okay. Yeah, not exactly starting material. Uh, I've seen Jameis Winston's name floated around. Okay. I don't uh, hate that. Listen, I don't know if you could. You have to I'll go say get, this. You got. You cannot go get somebody that's not in the league. You have to go get. Yeah, somebody that's I in think the if you went and got a Jameis Winston type, you could win more than with Zach Wilson. I now, agree with that. Do I think and I you hate could, Jameis? Yeah. I mean, I hate him. And do I think you can win the AFCs? I'm not saying that, but I think Jameis, Jameis could be one of the top 32 starters in this league. I mean, hell, Josh Dobbs is starting. Um. Do you go down the rabbit hole of Carson Wentz, or is he damaged no, good damage goods at this point? Because he's I, bad. I am, he's, I am a, for some reason, he was an MVP candidate at one point. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. That knee injury, I don't know what it was. Likes to hunt too Here's much. my deal. You give you give Zach Wilson two more games. What about Jacoby Brissett? No, he was never very good. He's great, a great teammate. Great, great teammate. teammate. Great backup. Bring him in to be in the locker room. Mitchell sure. Trubisky. Heineke? Okay, is Mitchell that much better than Zach? Well, that that's the debate. I mean, that's what you have to decide as a head coach. How about like, this? Here's my take. You keep Zach, you just let him run until he gets hurt. Tripp says Colt McCoy to the Jets. Okay, Colt McCoy needs needs to have been on the couch for two years. Here's my thing, though. Like, 
I, I get the thought of those a Colt are McCoy. those guys are all in the same category. They're on the same shelf. And I just don't know if the, the old veteran leadership aspect is that value. I mean, Joe Flacco Rogers been, is still going to be in the locker. That's room. That's what I'm saying. And Joe Flacco's been behind Zach Wilson for a couple of years. And quite frankly, Zach Wilson acted like he didn't care. No, like at this point, it's Zach Wilson's turn, sink or swim. Yeah, I think tops. The Jets are an eight or nine win team. You got to give Zach two more games. Give him two more games. See how he does. Oh, that's good. Been a lot of hype around Aaron Rodgers. You know, see if Zach can handle it a little better. No doubt. Well, been a fun show today. Uh, Want to thank Sean for having me in. Always fun spending the afternoon with you here on Sports Talk ninety seven point seven. The gang will be back tomorrow from three to six. I believe Nick Brown will be in with Sean. So give us a listen. Uh, thanks for listening to the Sports Company for John Tabor. I'm BC. We'll see you. This has been the Sports Company with Sean Fox, presented by Bud Light. Come back every weekday, 3 to 6 p.m. for more Sports Company on Sports Talk 977. You can hear the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Check this out. This is The Herd. You're excited. I'm excited. With Colin Cowherd. Packers Bears. And I said I wanted to watch this. I didn't think it would be beautiful, and it wasn't. But I wanted to figure out who's got a franchise quarterback. Feels like Green Bay does. But it's such an advantage. If you're a young, inexperienced quarterback to have an offensive coach over a defensive coach. And God, wasn't this another example. Jordan Love, I don't think, is great. But he scored on his first drive, the first drive of the second half, the second possession in the second half. Between the O-line and the run game, Jordan Love looked comfortable. He didn't feel rushed. They had a game plan. He had support. It doesn't matter what the industry is. Young people who are trying to find themselves They need patience. They need a hug. They need support. This is The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Wow. Weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. (laughs) Ben Ben Maller, the big dog. I am the greatest effing clown. Ben Maller, the man with all the answers. And anyone who says otherwise is an absolute idiot. Ben Maller, the after-hours specialist. This is the definition of stepping into it. It's the Ben Maller Show. So I've got three stooges. Alanis Morissette and Jersey Mike. Weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Kaboom! FS1. To find FS1 on your television, go to foxsports.com for details. FS1. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. It's time for the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show. This is your source for Louisiana Tech Sports News. For the next 90 minutes, Bleed Tech Blue Radio goes deep inside football, basketball, and recruiting. Tonight's show on Sports Talk 97.7 is also brought to you by courtesy automotive group walpole tire dairy queen 
Text us at 888-993-7762. Here's your host, Ben Carlisle. Bleed at Tech Blue Radio, BC, back games, John Taylor, Sports Talk, 97.7. Of course, you can get us on the hotline or the text line, 888-993-7762. We'd love to hear from you. Following Louisiana Tech's 51-21 victory over Northwestern State Saturday night inside Joe Stadium in front of 19,152 Bulldog fans. Beck Haynes, let me tell you this. That was the largest crowd in Joe Stadium since November 9th, 2019. It had been a while. Good to see the Bulldog faithful show up. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just be honest about that. Sure. That was not 19,100 tickets sold, Ben. I thought it was. It was not. It was a little time out for tech. Okay. Maybe some free tickets out there. We'll take it. Hey, it was a good crowd. It made a difference. It did. It did change the atmosphere. But Students I'm not, I'm were just, fantastic. There was also, may or may not have been a little drawing. Yep, $1,973 were given away. For a student ticket, like a student ticket <laughs> raffle yeah, I don't deal. Know who got it. Yeah, you had to stay to the deal. fourth quarter to get it. That was, I thought, a clever promo. It was? So I'm going to say this. The crowd was great. I'm just not ready to give full credit and say it was the faithful. I think it was well, the people with free tickets. Looking ahead to this week, North Texas coming to town. We'll talk with Brett Vito. Our go-to guy on all things Mean Green, Denton Record Chronicle, join us at 6.30. Massive home game for Louisiana Tech this weekend. 6 p.m. kickoff at the Joe. going to be 85 degrees for those out there that gonna care about this. going to be a little this. cooler, starting to feel a little bit like the fall outside. If there's ever a game, Ben, I need you to talk about how important this game is. Massive. I need you to tell us what happens if we win and then what happens potentially if we lose. And you want why me to go into that right now. First segment, do it. Do All it. All right. You win this when you're 3-1 and one overall. You're feeling good about yourselves heading out on the road against a Big Ten foe, Nebraska. If you lose this one, you're not feeling good about yourself. You got a road game at Nebraska. Then you got a long road trip out to El Paso on a short week, a Friday night. That's a snooze fest in El Paso against UTEP. Trip's always tricky. It is a tricky one. Following that, when you come back home, another short week, Thursday night at home against Western Kentucky, best team in Conference USA. Following that, went road trip on four days rest to Middle Tennessee. This is a pivotal game Saturday night against North Texas. Dogs really hoping to get to 3-1 and one overall. $5 tickets. $5 general admission tickets. Offer, I believe, is valid until Wednesday at noon. Bring your family. Come out to the Joe. Let's eclipse 20000 for the first time since November 9, 2019. Uh, Reggie chimes in on the text line. Says, I'll be out with Pepsi doing another sampling with Gatorade Fast Twitch and Pepsi Zero Sugar. Sounds good to me, Reggie. Uh, but a really good win over Northwestern State. 51-21 on Saturday night. We're going to get into really breaking that game down coming up in the next segment. Mentioned at 6.30, Brett Vito, Denton Record Chronicle will join us. Previewing the Mean Green. Beck, you want to hear a little tidbit about the Mean Green? Tell me. New head coach. Okay. Coach Medium was let go. Seth Luttrell. 
They're 0-2 overall. They lost 58-21 in week one against Cal at home. Last week, they go on the road to Miami, lose 46-39 at FIU. Same FIU team that Tech beat 22-17 in week zero. The Mean Green are allowing 598 yards per game on defense and 52 points per game, both rank last nationally. Opportunity for Hank and the boys to get a little giddy on the inside, start cranking up the scoreboard. Start hearing that jumbotron rattle a little more. Okay, you know it rattles. Yeah, a little it bit. does rattle. Man, you're right. This is uh, this this is this is one of those games. You know, I like to I like to call daggers. Yeah, you, you lose do. this game, it's a dagger. It, it's a tough loss. It's a tough loss, and like you said, you I just potentially it's not a crazy road to if you lose this game to find yourself two and six in eight weeks. It's I, not crazy. I just thought to myself, what. Oh, the old lock of the year might come back later tonight, boys. <laughs> uh, 645, we'll discuss this. Conference USA outperforming expectations so far in 2023. Got a lot of good numbers breaking that down. Beck, I don't know if you saw this on the old Twitter machine today or the old X machine. Conference USA is one of two G5 conferences through two weeks to have a winning record in Yon Conference play. Might we have been underselling the league in the preseason? Maybe Conference USA is not as bad as we thought. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Might should start the giving first more two love weeks, to Jacksonville State. The first two weeks, though, Ben. It's you true. know how it goes. You, you play some schools that are just happy to be there. 7 o'clock, Louisiana Tech Athletics Director Eric Wood will join us. We always have a tremendous oh. opportunity, a tremendous conversation with Dr. Wood. Fired up to talk with him on this Tuesday night. If you got some questions for Dr. Wood, fire them into us on the text line, 888 If they hit the spot, we might shoot them his way coming up at the top of the hour, 7 o'clock. But we got to get to the big news today. You want to start with the real big news or just the big news? Let's just start with the big news. Let's start with the big news. Uh, our boy, Baby Barnes, Jacob Barnes, kicker for Louisiana Tech, named Special Teams Player of the Week on Monday afternoon for Conference USA. Baby Barnes was 3 of 3 on field goals Saturday in the win over Northwestern State. Also went 6 of 6 on extra points. He's now 6 of 8 on field goals. Thought it was interesting. Uh, Barnes spoke in the press conference today. Sonny Cumbie talked a little bit about it himself. And he mentioned about the, you talk about snap place hold as far as your kicking field goal kicking unit Gabe Pugh new snapper Blake Oceandorf new holder first time uh, Baby Barnes has had a new holder in four years of course Noah White Rustin Native was his holder for the first four years of his career so that has taken some time to get a little bit closer to being on the same page operationally and Cumbie talked about how the time sequences Barnes talked about the lean of the ball, laces out, some of that type stuff starting to really click, and I All think right. we saw that. All right, let me let me challenge this. You know I'm the biggest Baby Barnes fan in the studio, okay? Yeah, there's three But of them. does that stuff not need to be worked out during spring, summer, and fall? Well, like, how many times? Large yeah, difference kicked. between practice and a game. Is it? I think it is. Is it? You can't, uh... Not exactly nineteen thousand one fifty two out there. For yeah, practice. but how does that change the the way the the angle of the ball? I mean, that stuff has got to be worked out. 
Well, he, he, Barnes talked about how you have a lot of conversations about it. You, you continue to tweak things. Probably didn't have to have those conversations a whole lot with Noah White. I'm just wondering, Ben, is this the difference? The is this the difference? Somebody that has to work these things out the first few games of the season versus just being a team that's got it locked out because you did it 217 times during the summer. Well, you took you. Maybe maybe you I'm have a wondering. fair point. Maybe I'm just wondering, Ben. Point. Like I'm not. You trying... talk about us being soft all the time. I'm well, just wondering. I, I didn't know I've called the squad soft. All I said was I don't like having 12 men on the field with a punt. Like that's all I said. Uh, Keith Willis Jr., the bulldozer from Houston, Texas, true freshman. Uh, Earl Campbell, Tyler Rose Award, Player of the Week, honorable mention after 13 carries for 188 what is a yards. Player of the Week, teams. honorable mention. You talk really. about being soft. Tapes, back me up here. I mean, first of all, you, it's not even the college football. Player of the week. It's just Conference USA no. didn't quite make it, but he's an honorable mention for the week. I mean, hey, all I'm are we passing out gold star stickers after the game when you walk possibly, in the tunnel? Possibly. possibly. Unbelievable. All right, moving on to the big news of the day. The guys a- get a big head. They go in the locker room and say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm not. I'm not going to work as hard today. I don't know if y'all saw. I'm an honorable mention for Player he of the toted Week. Toted the rock for 188 yards, two touchdowns. I just can't. Can't get behind Enough it. Enough from you on this topic. Shifting to some bigger news. It was announced today Louisiana Tech president, Les Geis, has announced his decision to retire. I uh, don't think an official date has been set, but it sounds like the plans are for the end of 2023. Uh, reading some of the news and nuggets of the release, Dr. Geis had been at Louisiana Tech for 45 years older than I am, and has been the president at Louisiana Tech since 2013. So Louisiana Tech obviously moves into a little bit of a transition period uh, as they look to hire their next university president. Big fan of Dr. Geis. Yeah. Yeah, big, uh, yeah absolutely. I think he did uh, a good job. Great guy. I think he's got connections uh, in the right places that uh, really moved tech. Down in Baton Rouge. Yeah, yeah we'll just say it. Uh, really moved tech forward, at least yeah, on the academic it. front, for sure. Now, you can really love a guy and then potentially be excited for what could come next. I think that's where I am. I agree with that. 100%. Here's why I say that. I told Tapes, when you're looking for a new president, everybody always says, when you're looking for, oh, give me an outsider, give me an outsider. Like, that can be dangerous when you're talking about a university president, doesn't get into the whole, you know, if you're not in with Louisiana politics, it can kind of hurt you a little bit when you need some cash money. And we kind of need some cash money around here every don't, now and don't then. Don't want to be asking, introducing yourself right before you ask for money. Exactly. Uh, but... At the same time, you know what this university needs? A bulldog. Les Guys laid a tremendous foundation. He did a lot of great things on campus, got a lot of new buildings, got a lot of new bright and shiny stuff. Athletics built some new stuff. You made seven or eight bowl games in a row. I don't remember how many it was. Bet got mad at me because I memorized that number, so I tried to forget it. The next guy, he needs to be Derek Dooley-esque. I need him to offend some people. Yeah. I need him to come in, or her, and step on some toes. And you know what? When you step on the toe, dead gummit, they need to feel it. It doesn't need to be everything's hunky-dory. 
Sunday through Saturday. Because I got some news for you. That ain't the era of life that we're in right now. I agree. All right, we've heard all these different rumblings of this person's unhappy, that person's unhappy. Well, I got some news for you. Life's unfair. Talk about didn't move forward in this aspect, didn't move forward in that aspect. How about you choose to look at the positives of where the university did move forward in? Obviously, Dr. Geis played a role. I know he wasn't the president that got Tech into Conference USA, but at that point in 2013, it was the solid move for the school. He's built a bajillion apartments on campus. It's looking good. You like the things I had to do to get into some apartments when I was at Tech. Good night. I'm still recovering from it. Claire had to make a few phone calls. Oh, just a few. So, Les Geist, congratulations on your retirement. Brett chimes in, says Dr. Geist is a protege of Dr. Dan. Kind of nervous who the next president could be. Brett, get the nail on the head. Tapes for president. Be careful what you wish for. Hope we get the right Derek Dooley in here. Need somebody to step on a few toes. Tapes, let's go ahead, Terry, next time out. We come back. We're breaking down a 30-point dub. And as Joey Fresh likes to say, I don't want to hear no negativity, boys. So we're bringing you the positive side of things. You listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. It's bow time. Get fired up tonight because Bojangles has your family meal covered. Always scratch made, always by hand. Not in a microwave oven, but an oven oven. Biscuits baked 49 steps fluffy, chicken marinated 12 hours bold, and more fresh made fixings to choose from. We've got the cooking tonight so you can enjoy more time with your family and more home cooking for your money. Order your family meal on the app tonight. It's bow time. Bojangles is now offering bone-in chicken on Louisville Avenue in Monroe and Farwell Highway in Ruston. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Remember the moment. I'll never forget that moment. As long as I live. As long as I live. A storage tank ruptured, and for miles, chemicals were pushing up against the riverbanks. This was a big, big deal, and it was going to have a serious impact on communities up and down the river. I remember the moment this local guy came up to me and said, they call the guard out for this stuff? You probably thought we were all about hurricanes, tornadoes, fighting Mother Nature. Hey, it's a chemical spill. It's a disaster. It affects the water supply, threatens wildlife. We're talking about the health of entire communities and people's livelihoods. You bet we're ready for these kinds of things. We were out there with booms to prevent the spill from expanding. We were responsible for protecting and monitoring the sensitive wetlands. I also remember the moment that same guy came up to me and said, I don't know what we would have done if they hadn't called the guard up. Learn more about how you can protect your friends, families, neighbors, and the environment. Everything that makes up your community. Go to NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Louisiana National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries. Just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC, Beck, Hans, Jot, Tavers, Sports Talk, 
97.7 Louisiana Tech defeats Northwestern State 51-21 Saturday night inside Joe I Stadium. Beck, we said this last year, I believe, after the win against Stephen F. Austin that, you know, winning in a grand fashion has to feel good within a locker room. Uh, I would kind of tend to agree when you talk about this 30-point win. Like, it felt good for the Mm. entirety. Now, listen, I know there were points in the game that were a little dicey, but it felt good in that fourth quarter to know that that game was in hand. Yeah, I've actually been thinking about this. Kind of got... Uh, got some pushback on Saturday night after on the post game show. Here's where I've landed. We that we got a win, okay. Yeah. So I'm happy we got the win. Happy we're two and one. Thought we would be two and one, and we certainly are. But when you play an FCS school, Ben, you're allowed to be critical of how you win the game. I agree. You're allowed to because you're supposed to win that game. If you don't win that game, you're going to be on SportsCenter for not a good reason. Scott Van Pelt's going to rip you a new one. Agree. So fans were like, oh, just be happy it's a win. It's like, no, I'm actually not going to be because we're supposed to win, and we're supposed to win by a lot. Now, I thought it was interesting today in the press conference. Cumbie pointed out he knew that was coming. Ben, I – he said we didn't really need to run that much. Well, he, he talked about the game plan was altered as far as the. I think the plan going in was you're going to throw the ball a bunch. Yeah, and Got I get it. Different looks from Northwestern. They ended up going back to the same one or two rushing plays. But it's it's the, the game plan was altered. The running game was very successful, and I get it as a coach. Correct. You're like, why not go with what's working? I agree. Well, I'll tell you why. Because we haven't had the passing game we thought we'd have. Hank was 9 of 18, 110 yards, one See, touchdown on Saturday. And I don't want to – I'm not mad about a scoring. I'm just like, I would have loved to – that's a game where you get Hank's comp- – I mean, Parker McNeil threw for four touchdowns against FA – who do we play? SFA last year. Like, that was a game that he learned a lot. And, and I think, too, you know, Bachmeyer got a chance to speak at the press conference today as well. And, you know, he, he talked about, you know, you're out. And he's he kind of took the same angle that we're taking right now. Like, you are very happy that you scored 51 points. You completely understand why you ran the ball 38 times compared to only 22 throws. At the same time, he talked about how in a way, it's encouraging that you do have some faults within your offense right now because it's very easy to see that you have room to improve through three games. Now, where, where do you have room to improve? I mean, improve? I guess that's encouraging. Like, it, wouldn't you like to have some of this tightened up by now? Well, hey, listen, you talk about room to improve. You're two of seven in the red zone right now. If you're three down. and nine the last two years, uh, newsflash, you got lots of room to improve. That's not a thing that I'm like, oh, yes. Like the only time you don't have room to improve is when you're winning 100 to zero and you're 12 and 0. He brought some heat. I'm just that. Like that's this is the stuff I'm getting sick of talking about. Like we've heard it enough. Just be dominant. Like that's a good point. You ran the ball 350 yards. Congrats. O line did their job. Running backs did their job. That ain't gonna happen going forward. Thankful for it. It ain't gonna happen going forward. To take your point a step further, you and I looked at each other 
want to say it was at the end of the third quarter, late third quarter, somewhere in there. I believe the score was 51-21. Yes, Tech didn't score a point in the fourth quarter. And I've had this kicked around to me by numerous people throughout this week. And listen, we're all fans. Like We get that. Like We're not down there calling plays like Sonny Cumbie is. We're not down there seeing that Northwestern State only has six guys in the box and they can't stop the run, this and that and the other. But we talked about late in that third quarter when we looked at each other, we said, you know what? At the end of this game, I hope Sonny Cumbie has to walk across that field, look Brad Lair in the eye. Listen, Brad Lair's a great guy. Former coach at Ruston High, tremendous human being. If we're being honest with ourselves, Northwestern State didn't belong in the same field as Louisiana Tech. So you would have liked to walk across that field, knowing what we knew after three quarters, said, Brad, I'm sorry I threw it for 150 yards and three touchdowns in the fourth quarter, but we had to get better. We had to fix our passing game. Because it's been two weeks now that offensively through the air, you haven't clicked. And you can sit here and you can tell me Cyrus Allen's out, Kyle Maxwell only played six snaps, True Edwards is banged up, limping around, Kobe DeRue doesn't have a ton of experience within the offense, Julian Lewis is banged up, Matthew McAllister was out. Like, you can tell me all that stuff. Quite frankly, I don't give a crap. Like, you have to throw the football to win. And Sonny Cumbie understands that. Like, he, he really he talked about it. Like, we have to throw the football with more efficiency. We have to get more explosive plays in the passing game. But well, my counter to that is why not Saturday when Northwestern State okay. was absolutely dull crap? Well, why not Saturday is one question. Uh, why why didn't why wasn't it working is my other question. Yeah, like it it wasn't like you were ten for twelve for two hundred fifty yards and you just started running. No, I it's would like, get no. that. I like, would get that. You were nine you, of eighteen. It wasn't working. And then to come back and say, well, we changed our game plan because you know like, that's fine. That's fine. But like, if that's a conference opponent, then yeah, like do whatever it takes to win. But it's freaking FCS school. Like, figure your stuff out. This is the game to do it. Give Hank some confidence going into a game that actually matters. Yes. This one matters. It's a huge game. And I said it on Saturday. I don't even want to hear the word air raid ever again. I don't want to hear it. This ain't air raid. And that's fine. It is fine. It's fine. I don't need it to be. But that dream is dead. And like you said, like I'm not trying to pull out the negatives. Like you, like we are very happy. Two and one, like we thought we would. Yes, be. like very, like it was heck of encouraging to run for 357 yards. But it's like you just said four minutes ago. You're not running for 357 against anyone on your schedule for the remainder of the year. I don't care who they are. I and it's not because you're not necessarily quote unquote good enough. It's because they're not going to let you. At the end of the day, Northwestern State was darn well fine with giving up 357 on the ground. And let me tell you what else. Cyrus ain't playing this week. He's not. They've figured out how to contain smoke. He's got four catches for 12 yards the last four games, whatever it is. Two games, I mean. I mean, they figured it out. Well, and that's another thing. Like, when you're talking about the passing game, like, Cyrus is out this week. Cumbie says today, he's probably out this upcoming week. Kyle Maxwell plays six snaps because he got hurt. Julian Lewis hasn't played a ton yet because he's been banged up. 
Trey Edwards missed the SMU game because he's banged up. Dakotas Crawford got a bunch of reps in that game. He got 22 snaps. Marlon Jackson played a good number of snaps. Dedrick Latulis got his feet wet as a true freshman. Like, why are we not trying to develop something? Throw him the ball. Develop this. Like, so that you talk about building Hank's confidence. Hell, Dakotas Crawford had just dropped a touchdown the week before. Throw him a slant. Let him feel good about himself. If Dakotas is going to be the future, you got to get him the ball now. I just, I just don't. I just didn't love that we treated this like it was a must-win conference opponent. Now, it's a must-win. Don't get me wrong. Well, that's the thing. Like If, you, if we would have came in. But we had it in the back for a long time. Yeah, if you would have came in and it was a 35-21 win. Yeah, and like, like we could have sat there and said, you know what? They threw the ball 47 times because they felt like they had something wrong. And they only completed 19 of them. And it was ugly. But they kept trying to throw the ball because they knew they had to fix the passing game. I think that's a totally different conversation. I heard somebody say, "Well, yeah, what do you leave Hank in the fourth quarter and not take him out for Jack?" Listen, if I'm Cumbia, I look at Hank dead in his eyes. Don't get distracted by his beautiful hair, and you say, "Hank, we're going to throw the ball every play. If somebody gets within five feet of you, you pull fall the down. Peyton Manning and you just fall to the ground. Like we're going to try to figure something out. You well, ain't getting hurt." And Beck, I've made this argument before. Jack Turner's probably a future starting quarterback within this program at some point. But you're not winning games with them this year. Like, you're winning games with Hank Bachmeyer. You brought Hank Bachmeyer. The guy has won 22 games in his college career. Let him, like, like just get. Now, for all we know, Tech could come out on Saturday and Hank could go 38 of 48 for 462. And I'll come in and here five touchdowns and I'll, and I'll come I in here and wrong. eat all the crow in the yeah, world. Big old plate of crow. I'll eat all the crow in the world. But, like, just kind of scares me. Now, shifted to the defensive side of the ball. Gave up the one short short field touchdown, fumbled after the half, 30-yard drive, Northwestern scores. Beyond that, I think the defense had some breakdowns. But well, we got a bunch of young guys. We're going to get that. But Scott Powers' unit is tremendously yeah, it's improved. better than 12 last year. 12 tackles for loss. Like, good night. I need to go look back and see the last time Tech had 12 tackles for loss. Yeah. It's like, better. It's, it's been better. a minute. Which is... Let's just give him props because I'm super thankful for that. Last yes. year was awful. Now, North Texas ran for 2,007 yards against us last year. Hank talked about that in the press conference. Said, "I guess they, I heard they ran a lot." That was pretty funny. Yeah. Not, not really sure, but that's what they said. <laughs> it was great. Let me remind you, Hank. It was ugly. It was real bad. <laughs> that was a great lot of. You got. Lie. You better believe. Power remembers that. Oh. We're going to probably get beat over the top on Saturday. I'm fine with it. I am fine with it. Beat me over the top all night freaking long. Because to be quite honest with you, I don't think North Texas can. But I know what they can do. They can run the football. Yeah. Trying to find when Tech last had 12 tackles for loss in a game. Um. Unnamed texter said there was one goal line series on Saturday that the coldest lined up, trips left. They ran a rub route, and he was wide open on the slant. Hank never looked to the left side. Why run routes like that if there's no intent of throwing it that way? Listen. Oh, we don't know the ins and outs, but we, I get what you're saying. I imagine on any given Sunday when they're watching film, there's probably five to ten plays. There was somebody wide open the quarterback missed. Probably so. But for whatever reason, Hank didn't have it on Saturday. Just 
and that's just against a team like that. But I think it's I think it's concerned. more than just Hank doesn't have it. I think it's receivers not getting open, not getting enough protection. You know, I think it's oh, a it's no secret. Like you, you take away smoke, and Cyrus went out early. Like it's just to be tough to throw the football. It's tough. We're not getting a ton of separation. No. And maybe that's. I mean, maybe maybe Hank's thinking like, hey, I was only nine for eighteen for a hundred yards, but I tell you what, I didn't have was four interceptions, like I could have had. Fair. You know, it's a fair point. All right, I'm all the way back to October the 12th, 2019. Tech had 11 tackles for loss against UMass. I don't know if you remember that squad, but... Uh, Not great. Was that when we played them in Boston? We no, played at Gillette Stadium. We did play in Gillette, yeah. and I think Carlos Henderson had 300 yards in that game. Yeah. That yeah. was uh, a beauty, no doubt about it. So, let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back from the break. Brett Vito, Den Record Chronicle, join us breaking down the 0-2 North Texas Mean Green. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Sports Talk, 97.7. Oh, courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Every day is game day at the dugout in Ruston. Warm up with our bases loaded nachos and fried pickles. Make the call to the bullpen for that home run chili cheeseburger combo. And our chicken wings and chicken strips, well, they'll make you feel like an all-star. And you have to try our new Texas tacos. Plus, the dugout has the best frozen daiquiris in town. That's the dugout, 2008 Champions Way in Ruston at the Ruston Sports Complex. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with the Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Wake up. Did you know? Wake up and hear what you've been missing. It's the Nick Brown Show. Saturday mornings, 8 to 10 a.m. on 97.7. Follow Nick on Twitter, Facebook, and listen online. Wake up. Join us this Saturday. It's the Nick Brown Show, 8 to 10 a.m. Saturdays on 97.7. You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back. Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC. Beck Haynes, John Tabor, Sports Talk 97.7. Joining us on the hotline to discuss the North Texas Mean Green, Brett Vito with the Denton Record Chronicle. Brett, thanks for taking some time to join us tonight. Oh, yeah, I always got time for our old friends there, Bleed Tech Blue, so. No, no doubt about it. We're not conference mates anymore, but uh, still get one, one, a couple more of these matchups over the next few years, so appreciate you taking some time. I want to jump right into it. Obviously, uh, it's been a busy off season for North Texas uh, on the gridiron. New head coach Eric Morris brought in 
Uh, I guess I just kind of want to get a little bit of your opinion on the hire and maybe some of the expectations leading up to that season opener a couple weeks ago. Well, I think there's a lot to like about the hire just when you look at it on paper. I think when you get into Texas, it's vitally important to have Texas connections in this state as far as being a head coach. And I think you see that play out with, uh, you know, Texas Tech. You know, they went with a guy that uh, had uh, deep Texas connections that really paid off for them. You've seen it at some other schools. And North Texas really felt like they needed somebody with uh, some some ties here, and they got that in Eric Morris. Eric Morris's dad was a uh, was a very 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 successful high school basketball coach in the state, and Eric played for him. They won a state championship together. And he's also a star football player there, and went on to play at Texas Tech. So you don't get uh, much deeper ties than that. So he made a lot of sense, you know, just from that aspect. And he's been a coordinator at a couple of different places, and was looking for a. And he was also the head coach at Incarnate Word for uh, several years and was looking for a job as a Division One head coach in the state. And North Texas went ahead and hired him, and it's, you know, it's it made a lot of sense on paper. And then you get into the season, and, you know, it's kind of been a rough start for them. You know, you kind of didn't expect them to beat Cal. But, you know, then they went out to FIU, just got back from that game the other day, and that, that didn't go as expected. So, you know, now they're sitting at 0-2 in this game against Louisiana Tech becomes that much bigger because of it. So you look at this, obviously Morris has a lot of history with really good offenses, whether it be at Incarnate Word or Washington State a season ago. Uh, at the quarterback position, we've seen Stone Earl, we've seen the transfer Chandler Rogers from ULM. Uh, I guess, what is Coach Morris's thoughts on playing two different quarterbacks uh, I know Chandler Rogers played really well down the stretch against FIU, and do you expect to see uh, two quarterbacks on Saturday night? Well, that was a big question for the press conference here, and this has been a big ongoing thing ever since he got here. You know, what was going to be the quarterback situation? Because they started out with five guys competing for the starting job in spring practice, and they eventually winnowed it down to three, and then eventually it came down to where they, right before the season started, they picked um, – Stone Earl, which is a bit of an interesting pick, you know, because he was a guy that uh, he was essentially the Wildcat quarterback last year, and he he played a little bit at Abilene Christian, which was an FCS, which is an FCS school, and then he uh, over the summer went to a a throwing coach, a mechanics guy, and apparently really improved his throwing motion and his accuracy and things like that. Because heading into the fall, he was sitting third on the depth chart out of three guys. And he rose all the way through the ranks and surprisingly beat out Chandler Rogers for the starting job and got the start at um, in that opening game against Cal. <clears throat> and you know he didn't he didn't light the world on fire, but he did throw three touchdown passes in that game and had 174 yards through a couple of picks. And you know he kind of thought, okay, well he's kind of established now. Now last week he went into FIU and he had an absolutely horrendous game. He had through. Two interceptions. One of them was returned forty yards for a touchdown, and he had another pick that was called back when he got when somebody hit him late, and he only had like ninety six yards, and he went ten for twenty. Well, you know, so he had a really horrible game. They pulled him at halftime. The story was is that uh, Stone had cramps. He cramped up, so they went to Chandler. Well, Chandler had a really good game, really good second half. Went eleven for fifteen through two hundred three yards. You know, just led him up and down the field, got him back into the game, and you know, so. The question was, you know, what do you do now? Well, 
Morris is saying he doesn't want to juggle quarterbacks, and they're going to look at what happens in practice this week, and they'll decide what they want to do at the end of this game from them, what happens that way. So looking at the run game, obviously uh, you you go back to the game a season ago, Louisiana Tech gives up 475 yards on the ground in North Texas. I see a bunch of the same names at the running back position. What's the ground game looked like to this point? Well, that's the interesting thing. If you if you think about it, you know that was a, a terrific game for North Texas. Four hundred seventy-five yards. Well, the the architect of that running game, you know, was largely Latrell and his offensive coordinator, Mike Blash, who's now a Cal. You know, so those guys are gone, and they've they've gone to a different offense and tried to throw it more, and it's just not been the same. They only had forty-one yards rushing in their season opener against uh, Cal. And then, you know, this last week they did run the ball a little bit better. And they had, you know, about 250 yards, but a bunch of that was by the two quarterbacks that played. If you look at it on paper, those four running backs that um, accounted for, like, almost 2,400 yards rushing last year were, were kind of the, the the players behind that performance against Louisiana Tech last year. They only have 200 yards through two games between all of them, which, you know, is a really low number, really surprising. That you know, they I we I asked about that today, and you know, Morris was not real fond of that question. He's like, "Well, we're not talking about last year's different team and and that kind of thing." So we'll see what they do going forward. But the running game just has not been the same this year. And the other thing that uh, will be interesting going into this is it looks like North Texas lost a Kaika Ragsdale, one of those running backs that they really leaned on last year for quite an extended period of time. He went down in the FIU game. And, um, you know, Morris didn't give a, a total straight answer on what exactly his prognosis is, but he was talking about, well, he's having a bunch of scans on that knee, and, it, you know, it just doesn't sound like he's going to be back anytime soon. Shifting over to the defensive side of the ball, obviously been reading on Twitter and the North Texas fan base is up in arms after the first couple of games on defense. You've allowed nearly 600 yards a game, uh, 52 points a game. Uh, from your point of view, what, what's been the biggest issue for this defense as they shift to this new staff? Well, I think when you, anytime you talk about a, a, a struggle this big, it's it's multifaceted, right? Mm-hmm. You know, last year they had um, Phil Bennett, who you know he was one of the best defensive coordinators in college football for years and years and years. You talk about a guy that coordinated defenses at, at LSU and Texas A and M and Kansas State. And, and, you know, so he ends up retiring after, uh, you know, the staff was dismissed, and they hired in an entire new staff, and their defensive coordinator was a guy named Matt Capone. Well, he's only, the last time he was a – he was the cornerback's coach at Iowa State last year. The last time he was a defensive coordinator was back in 2010 at Division three at a Division three school back east. So, you know, they went from having one of the most experienced guys in college football as far as being a coordinator at the FBS level. The guy has no experience being yeah coordinator at the FBS, so that didn't help. Um, they, and then they graduated slash lost a ton of guys to transfer. You know, they're the best player in, in the conference last year defensively, at least if you go by the, the all-conference team with Katie Davis, that linebacker. Well, he's gone. Then they lose their second leading tackle and transfer to Auburn. And, you know, they lost a bunch of other guys to different places, and then they changed systems as well. They went to a three-three-five, and they just don't seem to have the players to play that system. Right, they don't really have the really huge defensive linemen that you need for a three-man front per se, especially defensive end. 
and then you know they they lost so many linebackers are playing some guys you know a couple of their outside linebackers about 215 you know 215 pounds which you know presents some problems there so they've just got issues across the board that they just haven't been able to solve at this point last question we'll let you get out of here uh for north texas to travel to ruston saturday night uh and play well and potentially get a win what what must they do uh in their third game of the year well, I think it's the two obvious things. I think they got to figure out, uh, most importantly, how to stop somebody. You know, uh, they're, they're they're ranked last in the country by thirty yard by more than thirty yards and yards allowed per game. They're last in the country in rushing defense. Uh, you know, if I'm Louisiana Tech and I've got, you know, the guys that they've got and plus Smoke Harris, you know, I think I'm going to try to get creative running the ball against them. So they've got to be able to figure out some way to stop the run. And then number two, I think they got to figure out what they're <clears throat> make sure they run the ball and put their quarterbacks who are not you know who haven't had a lot of run here at North Texas. Now Chandler's got a bunch of experience, but you know haven't had a lot of run here at North Texas. I think the important thing is if you run the ball, then maybe you can put those guys in advantageous situations where they can be effective throwing the ball. I think if they do those two things, they'll have a shot. Well, Brett, we always appreciate you joining us year in and year out to help us preview the North Texas Mean Green. If any of our listeners want to find some of the work that you do online, where can they find that at? Yeah, our, our uh, website is DentonRC.com, just like the town, D-E-N-T-O-N, and then RC, which is short for RecordChronicle.com. So that's where you can find me. Or I'm on Twitter. It's just straight up my name. It's at Brett Vito, B-R-E-T-T-N-V-I-T-O. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Have a good one. Hey, too, guys. Take it easy. Brett Vito, Denton Record Chronicle, join us tonight to preview the Mean Green. Brett, get this. They're giving up nearly 600 yards a game defensively. They've only sacked the quarterback one time. You have to think that plays in nah, Tech's favor on offense. Certainly, uh, certainly not bad news, Ben. Uh, welcomed news. Welcomed news. You know the offense is probably licking their chops. Brett seems to think that the dogs should try to run the ball down their throat. So uh, yeah, there here might be a little we reverse go. psychology going on there. You got to watch. Hey, you can never trust old Brett over there. Yeah, no ben, doubt about it. Let's go ahead and take our next time out. We come back. We'll take a look into Conference USA how they're performing early on in 2023. Also take a look around some other G5 conferences. See how the old Judy, Judy, Judy League stacks up. You're listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio Sports Talk at 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Hey, DQ fans. The leaves are changing, and that only means one thing. The new fall blizzard treat menu's here. Dip it into the season with a turning favorites like Snickerdoodle Cookie Dough, Pumpkin Pie, Oreo Hot Cocoa, Caramel Fudge Cheesecake, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Pie, and the Choco Dipped Strawberry. Or get your marshmallow on with the new Royal Reese's Flutter Nutter. That's seven crave-worthy treats, and they're only at participating DQ locations. We're happy it tastes good. As summer comes to a close, you may have a kid heading off to school. 
That's a great reason for a complete car checkup from Walpole Tire and Service. They'll diagnose check engine lights and service everything from brakes to shocks and suspensions. And if that car needs tires, you'll find big rebates on the largest selection of name brand tires, including Goodyear, Bridgestone, Firestone, Continental, and more. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. All the scores, all the plays, all the playmakers. We will rewind the week in high school football Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. on the High School Football Rewind Show. This is Mark Kramer. Join me as we break down what happened in high school football. Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for the High School Football Rewind. on your home for sports in North Louisiana, 97.7. Injured in an accident? Call Creed and Creed in Monroe for local experienced representation. This is KNBB Dubach Rustin Monroe 97.7. Want to find stuff out about tech sports your neighbor doesn't know? Keep it right here on Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. We'd love to hear from you, 888-993-7762. Um, I guess my number one question for you on that hotline or that text, are you happy being in Conference USA? <laughs> Why should I even ask? Meg, uh, do you even care about the conference? No, not at all. Just line them up every week, beat them. That's all I care about. All right, let me ask you this. It's so exhausting. No, I'm not going there. I can't keep up with everybody. I'm not going there. Okay. From a G5 perspective, Louisiana Tech versus blank. Who kind of – what kind of matchup are you like, all right, I'm ready for this one this week? Like who would it be? Like who would it be? Like Boise State, San Diego State, ULM, ULL. Like what G5 matchup? Well, I think you you got the regional ones for sure. That I mean, we talk a lot of crap about ULL. And about ULM, I mean, those are some spicy games okay. to generate some interest for sure. I thought Northwestern, and I'm not that guy, but to see the band from Northwestern in town, to see the number of fans there, yeah, it was a little better. I don't mind playing that game, even if it's five percent more juice. Like, Alex says, "Why hasn't Tech gotten a P5 invite yet?" Not sure, Alex. Surely it's coming. It's coming. Uh, yeah, you know, like a Boise's not not bad. Uh, I mean, I didn't hate when we played Missouri. Uh, they're not G five. Oh, you're right. Uh, see, this is. I mean, who do you got? So no, but I'm. That's kind of my point. Like, I don't know that anybody necessarily like moves, moves the, the needle, needle that much outside of ULL and ULM. Yeah. Like, I mean, UTSA could come to town. I don't really give a real. No. I mean, Frank Harris is old enough to be my grandpa at this point. Honestly, um, I'm a little scared of UTSA. You, you made Southern Miss maybe a little bit. Yeah, Southern Miss for sure. Yeah, that's a good one. Southern yeah, they're Miss. a good one. Don't, don't care for them a whole lot. Uh-uh. All right. So coming into 2023, the consensus around the country was that Conference USA is quite frankly not only the worst FBS conference in college football, I think it's probably fair to say that if you talk to just your average Joe Tech fan, they would sit here and tell you that Conference USA was probably the worst G5 conference in the history of Division One college football, I, I like, and that sounds like crazy to say in outland. Like I'm serious. Like, like we've had the conversations. We've been on the Bleed Take Blue message boards. Like there was not 
but maybe one or two people that were optimistic about the future of the league. Okay? Outside of Judy. Of course, she's just... I think it's better than we thought it was. No doubt. All right, so you want to hear how they've performed yeah. in non-conference play. You're going to tell me no matter what. Through two weeks. So just go ahead. 0-1 versus Independence. Okay. As New Mexico State lost to UMass. That's a bad loss. Yeah. Can't lose to UMass. The Minutemen. More of a basketball school. The league is 2-1 and one against the American. That's the AAC. The lone loss, believe, was Tech to SMU. Uh, they've only played one game against the Sun Belt. They're 0-1. Coastal Carolina defeated Jacksonville State. Don't think that's that big of a surprise. 1-0 and against the MAC. 0-1 against the Mountain West. Air Force defeated Sam Houston 14-3. to Then you're 0-4 against the Power Five. You've had two close games against the Power Five. BYU defeated Sam Houston 14-0. And then Middle Tennessee lost to Missouri by four this past week. That Middle Tennessee game is going to be tough for the Dogs. It's going to be tough. And then you're 6-0 against FCS opponents. So you're 9-8 overall. Okay. You look ahead to this week. Liberty plays Buffalo. That's a CUSA MAC matchup. Tech plays North Texas. That's a that's a CUSA AAC matchup. FIU plays UConn. UConn's an independent. Western Kentucky. Uh, you don't know where Western Kentucky plays this week. Where? The old horseshoe in Ohio State. At Ohio State. Oh, really? Maybe they'll get beat up. You think? Before we play them in a few weeks. Yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, Murray State travels to Middle Tennessee State. New Mexico State plays a Mountain West opponent in New Mexico. A little rivalry game. And then this week, UTEP is going to take their snooze fest on the road to Arizona. By the way, how was UTEP ever favored against Northwestern? That was a bad line. It was a half-point favorite by the time the game kicked off Northwestern over UTEP, and they beat them 38-7. to I need to remind myself. And Northwestern is atrocious. The first two games of the year – just take the the underdogs. I mean, it's some crazy value. Crazy value. Tapes can turn his $3 into like $24. Okay, let me ask you this. You're a big betting guy. Claim to be, at least. Uh, do you think the portal throws off Vegas in a big way? I think it makes it really unpredictable. Especially early. Yeah, I mean, like. How are you going to pretend like you know how a team You don't think they put the – Like Colorado, like how do you even begin to put a line on that? I agree. Like all those guys played all over the country last year. Fair enough. And it ain't like they're really doing a great job. Brett says he would prefer the Sun Belt for regional interest, but if the Mountain West gobbles up the remainder of the Pac-12 to form the new and improved WAC, wouldn't mind getting that invite. Would you like to see Tech and West Coast Conference? I don't care. I mean, probably not. What does that mean? We're playing a lot of 10 p.m. games? Yeah. Oof. I'm getting old. I think, old. The, old I think the old post-game show might come to an end if that happened. We'll do the pre-game show. No! Oh, we could try. <laughs> just, we could try. We could just talk about the, the game the week before. <laughs> All right. You look at the so – te, so the Conference USA is 9-8 and eight overall in non-conference play. You look at the AAC. 1-10 versus Power 5 schools. 7-0 and o versus the FCS. One and two versus Conference USA. They're three and two versus the Sun Belt. They're one and one versus the MAC. They haven't played a Mountain West or an independent school. They're thirteen and fifteen overall. Is it fair to say that AAC's already fallen into the Conference USA trap 
of, oh, yeah, you don't get big markets because they suck. Love Brett Vito, but North Texas has never been relevant on the football field. No. Love Charlotte. Have you seen Charlotte's coach? No. He coaches in a tank top. The old Bill Belichick. The old cutoff. No, 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 no. Belichick at least wears a hoodie cutoff. He's just straight tank This top. guy's a T-shirt, cutoff sleeves. And what would you say Belichick is? About 230? Yeah. 240? Biff Pogey. His name is Biff Pogey. Yeah. You don't know about this guy. No, I have no idea. Hey, he you, was think, mad. you think I would, Charlotte's, you know, big big AAC school. Yeah. You, know, you think I know about him. I don't really. Well, Biff Pogey was mad at AAC Media Days because only he only got asked three questions. He flew, flew from Charlotte to Dallas to get three questions. He was hot. Was he? Doesn't realize that Charlotte's irrelevant. But he coaches game day weight. What do they say? Fight weight for a boxer? Yep. Weigh in weight. He coaches at about 330-340. In a tank top. With a cutoff tee. Man. Quite a look. Quite a look. Did cover against Maryland this week, though. I mean, what what's better, going to a new conference and being, like, irrelevant when there was a lot of hype? I mean, I think there's a few teams in Conference USA that we thought, man, like, they're, they're better than we thought they'd be. Jacksonville State, for sure. You're worried about that game. Yeah, very. I've seen it in your eyes ever very, since their first game. Very. Hank, I thought it was interesting today. Hank said our, our goal is bowl game. Did you hear that? I mean, I know it's. I know that's our goal. It's a little bit off topic, but did you hear the question Hank was asked about how the the uh, talent in Mountain West matches up to the talent in yeah. Conference USA? Yeah, and he said, "I don't know much about Conference USA yet." Yeah, I'll be interested to hear his answer on that later in the year. Well, here's the deal: if he's dicing them up, he's going to answer it one way. If he's nine for eighteen nah, for a hundred yards, guy. what is he going to say? Oh, it's easier? No, it ain't. He said his his ma- he's getting his masters. He said his data in anal- analytics class is more difficult than playing quarterback. He said the quarter system's a little tough on him. Yeah, he'll be all right. He's got all online classes. Um So the AAC. One and ten versus the power five. They're seven and zero. Versus FCS, they're one and two versus Conference USA, three and two versus Sunbelt, one and one versus the MAC, thirteen and fifteen overall. Sunbelt, two and six versus the Power Five, ten and zero against FCS, two and three against the AAC, one and zero against CUSA, two and zero against Independence, seventeen and nine overall. Far and away the best G five pro or conference thus far. Yep. The MAC, seven or one and two, one and ten, excuse me, against the Power Five. That one win was Northern Illinois over Boston College. They followed that win up with a loss to an FCS school the next week. Oof. The league is 7-2 and two against FCS schools. 1-1 one one against the AAC. 0-1 oh against CUSA. 0-1 oh against the Mountain West. 1-0 oh against Independence. So 9-14. Not, Not a good great. one. Not a good one. Mountain West. 2-12 and 12 against Power 5. I think every Mountain West school just tries to play as many Pac-12 schools as they can. Okay. So they're 2-12. and 12. They're 9-1 and 1 against FCS schools. 1-0 and 0 against USA. 1-0 and 0 against Mountain West. 13-13 and 13 overall. So from a win percentage standpoint, Conference USA is the second best G5 conference in the country right now. Yeah, Don't know a, if I'll buy that. That's just such a skewed stat line. I mean, like, 
you can play the worst team in a conference or the best team in a conference. Well, that's kind of like Northern Illinois beating Boston yeah, College. It's like, I mean, we could have played. But, I, you know, we had the discussion at Bleed Tech Blue today, and you talk about how the AAC adds all the markets, and they're clearly finding out right away that, like, now, Rice did beat Houston this past weekend, which was a big win for Rice. They kind of seem to pull a feather out of their cap every now and then. But Rice, North Texas, Charlotte, FAU, FAU lost to Ohio this week. Which Ohio, let me tell you about Mac schools. Tell me. What do you think you could run a 40 in? Me? Yeah. I hope sub 6-5. I got some bad knees. Well, if you could run a sub five, you'd play wide receiver in the MAC. Really? Pretty. Slow I ran a five outside. four junior year of high school. You'd play in. You'd be a tight end in the MAC. Really? Yep. They're pretty slow over there. Pretty slow. Pretty slow. But my point is, we sit here and we have all these different debates and all these different arguments. Oh, we want to be in the Sun Belt. We want to be in. I don't even care anymore. I don't think it matters. I'm over it. You dominate whoever you're playing. There's going to be some interest, and you're going to have some options. All right? You ain't lying. All right, just line up and play. Support your little team. But Whatever, you, If you got to stream them, if you got to turn to your local station. But you and I were talking during the break. Most important thing beyond winning, you got to get talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to have talent on your roster. I don't care if you play in the MAC. I don't care if you play in the SEC. At the end of the day... Jimmy's and Joe's are far more important than X's and O's. And you're going to have your chances. Well, we've seen programs go from lock of the years to don't want to play them because we're going to get crushed. Are you talking okay. about UTSA? Yeah, I'm talking don't about Don't give it. them that credit. I'm not even – I'm just saying, Ben. It flip-flops enough. Do you, and re- with, do you really think I'm about to do a lock of the year in about 18 minutes? Have you talked me into it? Nah, you're wrong all the time anyways. I don't really care what you do. All right. All right. Let's go ahead. Tell you, Did Brett go. Vito get you all fired up thinking maybe we can win this game? No, Brett Vito got me thinking we might run it 62 times this week. <laughs> hey, it'll be a two-and-a-half-hour game. Can't complain about too much. You're listening to Bleed Take Blue Radio, Sports Talk 97.7. We come back from the break. Louisiana Tech Athletics Director Eric Wood will join us. Be back right after this. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're a part of a team. This is Anna Robertson with The Lady Texters. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LNB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender member FDIC. Check out the Courtesy Automotive family with Courtesy Direct. Click it, pick it, then come get it. From our floor to your door, that's Courtesy Direct at buycourtesy.com. Shop 24-7 online or at two lots filled with seven of the leading brands. Chevy, GMC, Buick, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Jeep. The Courtesy Automotive family off I-20, exit 86, north and south of the interstate in Ruston. Oh, Courtesy, a great place to buy a car. Every day is game day at the dugout in Ruston. Warm up with our bases loaded nachos and fried pickles. Make the call to the bullpen for that home run chili cheeseburger combo. And our chicken wings and chicken strips, well, they'll make you feel like an all-star. 
and you have to try our new Texas tacos. Plus, the dugout has the best frozen daiquiris in town. That's the dugout 2008 Champions Way in Ruston at the Ruston Sports Complex. Hey, Tech fans. Do you have a young Bulldog fan, eighth grade or under? Well, the Champs Kids Club, sponsored by Super One Foods, is perfect for you and your little Bulldog fans. It includes free admission to all Tech home regular season games, special Champs Kids Club only invites, and much, much more. Champs Kid Club memberships are on sale now. Call 318-257-3631 or go to latexsports.com backslash tickets. Bark away, Bulldog fans. It's almost go time at the Joe. How about them dogs? You gotta love it. Tech sports, that is. That's why there's Bleed Tech Blue Radio, brought to you by Louisiana National Bank. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. Welcome back, Bleed Tech Blue Radio, BC. Beck Hayes, John Tabor joining us on the hotline, Louisiana Tech Athletics Director Eric Wood. Dr. Wood, thanks for taking some time to join us tonight. Man, it's always great to be with you guys, uh, especially this evening. So thanks for having me on. Uh, I want to start here. Uh, obviously, got the news today that Dr. Geis has made the decision to retire, I believe, after 45 years at Louisiana Tech. Can, can you spend a little bit of time uh, just telling us, uh, I guess, a little bit about you guys' relationship? Obviously, he played a big role in your hiring a few years ago. Yeah, he did. You know, when I was doing my research on Louisiana Tech, you, you know, you, you think about the notable athletes as I was doing my research. Oh, wow, look at all these Hall of Famers and, you know, uh, just the, the innovation that was happening on campus, the Enterprise campus, and all the different things. And it wasn't until I met him in the interview process and I said, wow, if I'm offered this job, I'm taking it. I mean, he's, he's just a strong selling point, and, uh, you know, he cares about students, and he's a relational guy. And, uh, you know, he was a, a huge piece in, in, in my family's decision to, uh, to come to Ruston. So i been grateful for that. You know, if I had to describe, if I had to have one word, I would I would. If I had one word to describe him, I would just say impact. He cares, and he loves these students, and uh, it's been a great three years so far with him. So tra- transitioning to the football field, uh, I'm sure you guys take a lot of looks at attendance numbers. Uh, biggest crowd this past Saturday night that we've seen at Joe I Stadium since November 9, 2019. I know you guys had to be satisfied with the attendance numbers against Northwestern State. Yeah, just really, you know, this is, this is the point, gentlemen, on trying to schedule regional games, right? Because uh, while I love that, uh, you know, it was early on in the season and we're one and one coming into that game, um, you know, it's exciting to see their fans, our fans. I was fired up to see the kennel. Yeah. Um, and I know there's room for it to grow, but I was fired up to see the kennel. And they were here, guys, two weeks when we played in week zero. They filled that space. And um, so, yes, I was, I was excited to see that. And I know, I mean, we watched it in baseball and, and, you know, we've seen it in other sports. We can get on a roll here. I I know our fans will figure out a way to continue to pack the the joke. And and you you talked about the students a little bit. You mentioned moving in two weeks earlier for that FIU game back in week zero. Uh, I know you guys spent a lot of time last week as well just trying to get out there and kind of market the game to themselves, have the football players in front of their faces so that they can relate to those guys. Knowing that you have student athletes that are also willing to do that, I know that has to be big for you as an athletics director. It does. I want to give credit to to Kyle Cavanaugh, and you know he's this is his first time in this role, 
Uh, he's a Rustin guy. He's been in the band of pride. His wife was in the band of pride. He was on the drum line and, 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 and he's a Rustin guy, right? So he, he knows this place. I'm excited to have him in this role, but you're right. I mean, having, having, you know, guys and, and they're not just all the freshmen who don't play as it relates to football. We had soccer. We had volleyball out there. We had our football guys out there doing dog haul, the move-in, uh, giving out donuts, and, and you're right, you nailed it. I mean, it's just a way for us to say, hey, we're not just sitting here waiting for you to come to us. We want to have a relationship. We want to get to know you. We value you being a fan, you know, and that's just to our peers as students. And so we're doing more things to get out there. I think you'll see even more this week for Hometown Heroes Week. We're going to get out to all the uh, all those places and, and, and we're really formally inviting you to come be a part of this. We need you more than anything. And so, yeah, we've been very intentional about that. And I want to give a shout-out to Kyle and his crew. Uh, he knows this place. He's been a student here. Um, and it's, it's been invaluable to have him in this position. Dr. Wood, this is your third year at the helm or third football season. What are some things that y'all are focusing on besides that player engagement stuff? What are some things y'all are focusing on specifically for football game day and uh, that maybe you uh, are a little different this year than the past few years. We're trying to we're trying to build some some new traditions. I mean, I, I don't know if you've noticed. Well, first of all, we made some commitments to the to the fan experience, and I'll say just via through you know through the through the uh, um, creative space, right? I mean, if you're following us on social now, there is no question that we have taken a step there in 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 the creative space. But also, again, just trying to figure out ways to um, the way the guys enter the field, involving the band and cheer and regals more, uh, to just to have some excitement and try some new things. So we're, we don't want our fans thinking we're just sitting back and we take their fandom for granted, right? And so we're trying some new things to engage, uh, you know, all that we can do with a, a video board that is uh, 14 years old. <laughs> the DJ is back, and we're still figuring out, you know, how to incorporate the DJ and make sure there's still the traditional band presence. But we value the feedback, and we're listening. Um, listen, we put out our hometown heroes. We heard some feedback that it was hard to take advantage of the promo. So we, we, we had a new, new way of putting out the promo. We're listening. We want our fans to know we value their attendance, and, uh, and we need them. So we're trying some new things in, in that way. But hopefully people have noticed even the new entry into the, into the game. All right, give us a look into the the life of an athletic director on game day. I mean, I, this is uh, this is everything you're working so hard for um, behind the scenes. Um, then you then you then you uh, put on top of that just the, the the desire to win, the pressure to win for the success of the program. I mean, how much are you able to enjoy a Saturday afternoon and Saturday night at the Joe? Absolutely not. I can't <laughs> enjoy any of it. You guys see the stress on my faces when you're there. Listen, from the 6 o'clock and 8 o'clock games kill me. I mean, just waiting around all day. Uh, however, you know, I do, you know, I get up and, you know, I've got, uh, usually we have recruits in town, and so I'm meeting with women's basketball and volleyball and bowling and tennis recruits. And uh, and then, you know, as we get a little bit closer, I try to get out there into the, I want to be there for the Bulldog Walk of Pride. And then I try to get out to some of the tailgates, right? And I've, I've got my, got my pen and paper ready because i get some you know we get some good stuff and then we get some dr wood this is awful why did you guys make this decision and all of that matters to me and so i take notes throughout the day uh then i make my way over to the DAC. i make my way over to the suite and then i finally uh get up to my suite to greet the, the folks that i have there before i come on down for the kickoff and so all of it keeps me busy it's a long long day uh but i wouldn't i wouldn't this is what i signed up for and i wouldn't change it for the world
All right, so there's the, the bleep tech blue crowd, ma- mainly me. Uh, we love a quarterback, okay? <laughs> we really love a quarterback. Uh, obviously, you've gotten to spend a little bit of time around Hank, but what can you tell us about Hank? I, we're, we're, we're looking to get to know Hank a little better, um, and, and the fans are too. You know, obviously, uh, just a transfer in and, and uh, didn't, didn't start here. So can you tell us a little bit about him, what you like about him, and uh, maybe the, the regular fans wouldn't know? Yeah, I mean, the, the guy, I've just, he, he's a, a humble but, but fierce competitor, you know, um, and he's optimistic. He's a team-first guy. Um, you know, he, he doesn't want any, he doesn't want any, you know, he deflects the, the accolades, you know, that he has. And, you know, I know it may not look the way uh, fans thought from an air raid, but we got to do what we have to do to get a win, right? And so for him, you know, you, you, you might imagine that somebody that has, has had the career he's had might come off and say, man, we didn't. We only threw the ball, whatever it was, 18 times. But he's like, we got the dub. And if that meant running the ball, and that's what it takes, right? And so you want that at the helm. Um, I think the guys respect them. They're, they're still poised, you know, even if he gets hit a couple times there in, in SMU more than we wanted him to. Uh, but there's poise. There's optimism. He's not pointing fingers at the team. He's just an overall good dude. And, uh, you know, I, I hope, you know, we, we see how long we can keep him here. But my um, hope is, you know, we're, we're three games in, and, you know, these games, four, five, six, you start really getting settled in. And it happened last year, too, as the quarterbacks got settled in. You know, it's, it's time for this offense to, to, to really gel. Yeah, I believe it is Friday night. You guys will get the opportunity to induct a, a new Hall of Fame class. What does that weekend look like, I guess, from your perspective, uh, to welcome back seven former athletes and kind of, uh, I guess in a way reinvigorate some of them to, you know, back to Ruston. Some of them I'm sure haven't been back in a long time. No, you're right. And you know what? It's it's one of the cooler calls I get to make as an AD. No, nobody goes, oh, man, I don't want to be in that. You know, nobody, you're not asking anybody for money. You're not asking them to do anything. What you're When you get to make that call as the AD to say we would like to formally uh, you know, induct you into our Louisiana Tech Sports Hall of Fame. It's one of the cooler calls. Uh, no matter how old you are, how long you've been out of school, uh, you know, not everybody cries, but you can hear that breaking down of their voices that it's a really cool accolade, you know. So um, that, that part's really cool. After that, kind of hand it off to the team for the logistics of them getting there. But just hearing the people who want to sit at their table or, uh, you know, that are that are that want to be in the event and, um uh, that's when they, you, know, you start getting really excited about who's coming back to support them. So we're hoping uh, we got a few more days here to, to, to sell even more tables. We want to pack the place out. Um, you know, we got about 35 tables last year, right at the cusp there of about 30. So I'm hoping people that are hearing this will come out and help us really make them, you know, welcome them all back to campus and, and uh, honor them for what they achieved here as former student-athletes. And another question, I know back, I guess before the FIU game, we were expecting to unveil the statues. I know that's been delayed. Uh, for our listeners out there that aren't aware, can you give us some information? Uh, I believe that's coming up here pretty soon as well as far as unveiling all those statues uh, for the Champions Complex. Yeah, and I, thank you for letting me just comment on that. That was obviously gut-wrenching. You know, I hope people know that that wasn't a lack of preparation or, a, you know, or just, uh, uh, you know, being unorganized. I mean, we, we literally received that final statue at 10 o'clock the next morning. I mean, you're about 15 hours off uh, of, of keeping, that, keeping that program intact. And so 
I'm glad that we were able to secure all six Hall of Famers have uh, confirmed that they will be in attendance for the 20th. And we're going to keep the same format. Uh, we'll be in the TAC. Uh, there'll be a reception for IA Society members and the families of the statue recipients from uh, 5 to 6. The program will go 6 to 7.15 in a Q&A format led by Malcolm Butler and Teddy Allen. Um, and then we will head out to the site at about, you know, about 7.30, get started. And it'll be a 30-minute program done by 8. And then our, our recipients will be around for photos and interviews. And so I hope that you guys will – I know it's a Wednesday night, but if you think about – Coach Mulkey and, and Carl and Willie and, I mean, just all of them and, and, and Terry Bradshaw's schedule, the fact that we could still get all six of them in town here on a Wednesday night on the 20th is just amazing, and I'm, I'm glad we're going to get a chance to, to honor them properly. Last question, we'll let you get out of here. Big home game Saturday night, 6 p.m. inside Joe Stadium. Uh, saw today you guys have a promo going for $5 tickets through, uh, I believe that's tomorrow afternoon, Wednesday uh, just discuss how important it is to get fans and fill that place up Saturday night. Yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's our annual red out. You know, uh, I know we had to wear those jerseys earlier, but we're going red out for this. And, and more importantly, as you mentioned, this is hometown heroes. And so we want to have this promo. There general admission seats there. So we hope you take advantage of that. Uh, we want to hold on to the value of the season ticket, but there's an opportunity in the general admission uh, area there to, to, to get some affordable seats and, and get your family a four or whatever that is in there at an affordable price and uh let's pack it joe this is a big game we come out of this three and one uh we're in good shape and that'll be exciting for everyone absolutely well we appreciate it dr wood great stuff as always and i uh, look forward to seeing you soon thanks for having us all man and go dogs baby <laughs> eric wood louisiana tech athletics director joined us tonight on bleed tech blue radio back I, th- I thought it was so interesting about his day Oh, I mean, we game. we saw him on the sideline. We're like, "How you doing?" He's like, "Oh, about to throw up." I mean, <laughs> I love the honesty. I mean, you gotta. It's like you'd like, oh man, I loved. I'm enjoy this. I know you know he loves it. Well, you know, but he's so got much. so. I mean, he's made he's made the coaching decisions. He's made a lot of the game day atmosphere decisions. He and his team have spent so many hours trying to make. It's like, how could you not just be Nervous engulfed in with like, yeah? Oh gosh, I hope everybody likes it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll get to this on the next segment. Some fan, I'll tease it a little bit. Asked about. Florida has Won't Back Down. LSU has Colin Baton Rouge. Southern Miss has Margaritaville. What song could Tech use to bring the crowd together? I got beef with this. Can't oh, wait to talk about it. Do you? We'll, we'll, we'll visit this after the break. You're listening to Sports Talk 97.7. At Louisiana National Bank, you're more than just a number. You're part of a team. This is Smoke Harris with the Bulldogs. Louisiana National Bank is committed to making every interaction with its customers and communities an experience that's noticeably different and more exceptional than any they've ever encountered. If you're looking for a teammate to help you achieve your financial dreams, come see one of LMB's Uncommon Bankers or visit online at ln.bank. Equal housing lender. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, where you'll find seven of the leading brands, Chevrolet, Buick, GMC, Chrysler, Jeep, Dodge, and Ram. Two pre-owned lots, local qualified service departments you can rely on. You can shop 24-7 online at buycourtesy.com for all seven brands plus pre-owns. Welcome to the Courtesy Automotive Family, Ruston. Hey, DQ fans, the leaves are changing, and that only means one thing. 
The new fall blizzard treat menus here. Dip it into the season with returning favorites like Snickerdoodle Cookie Dough, Pumpkin Pie, Oreo Hot Cocoa, Caramel Fudge Cheesecake, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup Pie, and the Choco Dipped Strawberry. Or get your marshmallow on with the new Royal Reese's Flutter Nutter. That's seven crave-worthy treats, and they're only at participating DQ locations. We're happy it tastes good. As summer comes to a close, you may have a kid heading off to school. That's a great reason for a complete car checkup from Walpole Tire and Service. They'll diagnose check engine lights and service everything from brakes to shocks and suspensions. And if that car needs tires, you'll find big rebates on the largest selection of name brand tires, including Goodyear, Bridgestone, Firestone, Continental, and more. Walpole Tire and Service, Ruston and West Monroe. Visit WalpoleTire.com. Don't have time to keep up with Louisiana Tech sports the way you'd like to? No worries, just listen to Bleed Tech Blue Radio. Call or text the show at 888-993-7762. All right, Beck. All right. You got some beef. Yeah. Tell me some beef. All right, so the, the, this unnamed texter says, you know, they want a song. Yeah. And I, I'm fine with that. This I'm guessing he's talking about before the game starts. No, right? I think he's talking about oh, after, after the before, third quarter. Okay. So getting you ready for I didn't the know this, but Florida does won't back down. Yeah. LSU has Colin Badridge. Who cares? Southern Miss has Margaritaville, which, okay. What song? Oh, yeah, you're right. What song could Tech play to get the crowd going in the fourth quarter? I said, unfortunately, it's Pump It Up. It's overplayed. I'm already sick of it. Uh, but my beef comes from pregame or right before kickoff. I'm I'm so sick. I'm, I'm from Louisiana, whatever that song's called. First of all, how do you play that, Taves? On Saturday, you play it against a team that's also from Louisiana. Everybody in the field's from Louisiana. You're pumping up the other team. <laughs> That's like doing hot. We Are La Tech when you're playing Marshall. Like, don't do it. Called, Pick another song. It's called We Are Bulldogs. Whatever. All right, so, all right, after the third quarter, on Saturday night, against North Texas, here's what we're playing. Neon Moon. Tabe's, Tabe's suggestion is Neon Moon. I ain't mad about it. If everybody will sing it, it doesn't care what song it is. No. It doesn't matter. You just got to get everybody singing. No, I agree. Maybe it's Sweet Caroline. I don't know what it is. I don't like Wagon Wheel. I'm with you oh. on that. If now, when I was in college, oh. every sorority girl in the book loved it, though. But oh. I'm over it. I'm 32 years old. Give me something. Well, here's the different. thing. It's that's the problem. You said it when you were in school. Yeah, Ben, let it go. Let that song go. There's uh, other songs out there. We're playing Neon Moon after the third quarter Saturday night. Book it. Everybody I'll, better sing it. I'll get it on the docket. All right. You heard it here. All right, we got to get to our picks. Louisiana Tech favored by four and a half. Line came out at two and a half. It's, it's already, already jumped moved. two yeah. points. Believe the over-under came out at 68 and a half. It's down to 67 and a half. Wow, big movement there. But four and a half point home favorite gets North Texas. Mean Green are 0-2. Dogs are 2-1. and Like our beloved AD Eric Wood said, we get to 3-1. and We're in a great spot. Yeah. Love All right. It. You're going first tonight. Taves went first last week. I said 55-7 last week. We scored 51. I'm not saying I'm a genius, but I pretty much am. Tell us who you got. I'm going to go. Here's the deal. I'm going to 42-38. I don't know how you get to 38. Dogs. But I'm taking North Texas to cover so that either I win money or I'm happy as can be. Okay, because this is a big game. It's a dagger in the season. Beast game since 19. I am 0-3 picking Tech. You are? 
So I'm picking the other team, okay? And uh, reverse psychology, a little reverse psychology, a little psychological betting, and I'm gonna be happy either way. Forty-two, thirty-eight dogs. All right, Dave, what you got? Forty-five, thirty-five, thirty-eight, thirty-one dogs. Of course, unbelievable. Thirty-eight, thirty-one. Okay, so both of you got the over. I said that before you walked in the studio today. Let me tell you something. I'll, I'll say this: I want one of those like stomach twisters. Oh. I want one down to the final drive like FIU. Uh, me too. I want a doozy. That's how you get people coming back. Oh, especially you drop a 38 oh, here or a 42 Hey, burger. we're, we're kind of lackluster. Neon Moon plays. Have a big fourth quarter. Big fourth quarter. Big. All right. <sighs> Guys, I came into the show and I was picking North Texas. Point blank. <laughs> I was picking North Texas. Then I got to thinking over the last 80 minutes. This program's changing. <laughs> it's changing on Saturday night. Lock of the year. Oh. Take the dogs. Yeah, I don't care what the line is. Take the dogs. 41-34. Tech runs for 280. Hank throws for 250. Two tutties. Smoke has two tutties. Oh. Tyree Shelton has a tutty. Keith Willis has a tutty. Scott Powers defense, they go 12 tackles for a loss back-to-back weeks. Take out that 12 tackles for a loss, by the way, back to 2018. Lock of the year. Unbelievable. What did I say the score was going to be? 41-34. Yeah, all right. 41-34. What did I say? I said 42-38. You just copied me. Crush the over. Take the dogs. Dogs are moving to three and one. They're in the hunt for a conference USA championship. <laughs> We're proven to be optimistic. We appreciate you listening to Bleed Tech Blue Radio on this Tuesday night. For John Tabor, for my precious co-host Beck Haynes, I'm BC. Thanks for listening. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. Brought to you by Courtesy Automotive Group, Walpole Tire, Brister's Smokehouse Barbecue, Dairy Queen, and Bienville Motors. Join us every Tuesday at 6 p.m. with your host Ben Carlisle on the Louisiana National Bank Bleed Tech Blue Radio Show on Sports Talk 97.7. tweeted out WTF that injury is all caps turf related can we put an end to this ish already Mm. congrats NFL how many more players have to get hurt on artificial turf you care more about soccer players than us you plan to remove all artificial turf for the World Cup coming up so clearly it's feasible I'm sick of this do better and and you know what go ahead and then then after the game once it became kind of clear that they knew it was going to be a Achilles injury for Aaron Rodgers, they asked players on both teams to get their thoughts on the new turf at MetLife Stadium. Some of the more telling comments, Jets defensive end Jermaine Johnson, I'm not a fan of turf at all. It's hard on the athletes. I love grass. I played in the South. 